Hello and welcome to the Fulham Focus podcast. My name is Morgan Calton and uh, barring any technical uh, mishaps this week, I will be your host. Um, I am joined by podcast regular Matt Dom. Hi Morgan. And also joined tonight by our second signing of the summer. Uh, Very pleased to welcome Johnny Mack. Johnny, good to have you here. Thanks for joining. Thanks very much, mate. Good to be here. So... Yeah, I guess we sort of got to kick straight off. I mean, this this podcast was um, looking at what we're going to do over the summer, what players we've got, where we think we can improve and which ones should be given a chance. Um, obviously, one of our starting 11 has left today. Um, Ryan Fredericks has joined West Ham on a free transfer. Obviously, this was announced by his accountant who was sitting on his brand new yacht looking absolutely delighted. Um, so <laughs> yeah. I think we've... You know, obviously, let's address this first. I mean, Johnny, we'll start off with you. Did you see this coming? I'll be honest, yes. Purely because I think around January, things started heating up a bit. We know that we knew that Stoke were interested. And a lot of people were actually saying during the latter games that we played that Fredericks was looking a bit, uh, what's the word? He was just looking a bit distracted. distracted. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not saying that his, he might have also just been tied, but I think we saw this coming. And the fact that he wasn't ex- signing a contract extension is evident of the fact. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised at all. And, you know, good luck to him. I just wish it wasn't them that he's gone to, <laughs> to be honest. I think, yeah, I think sort of seeing um, a player of his stature um, leaving us um, just after we've gone up, him looking so happy. You know, being part of this promotion team, you know, all the social media posts, everything like that. And them seeing him join a team who we'd be looking to be on par with in our first season. They're not, they're not pushing, well, unless you speak to Golden Sullivan, they're not pushing for Europe. They had a very poor season, probably lucky to avoid the drop. But, I mean, Matt, would you agree this is definitely looking like a financial move? Yeah, I mean, I find it a bit of a sucker punch, to be honest. You know, even though all the things Johnny said, it's not, it wasn't unexpected. But um, I was sort of defending him a few months ago saying, you know, there's nothing wrong with maybe keeping your options open if your contract's coming to an end. He wants to play in the Premier League. He's good enough to play in the Premier League. Um, but I thought us getting there would have been enough and that he'd, he'd sign a deal. Um, so the fact that we've gone up and then he's also gone and left, it's sort of, it's kind of hard to swallow really. Um, you know, and who it is, they're, they're not they're not very good. I mean, as you say, we'd definitely be looking to compete with them. And, you know, to go from that semi-final and that Wembley final to, to a soulless ground, uh, it's, it's a strange move. Uh, and it, it has to be money, doesn't it? It can only be money. I think one thing you'll probably find is that you're sort of obviously... Yes, the money would be good. And I think, see, playing on the Pellegrini was probably quite um, a tempting offer. Um, obviously, the football that he played at Man City sort of would probably give him license to play like he likes to play. Although you kind of feel like under Slav, he'd be getting the same sort of freedom. One of the things that I, you know, would have hoped that in you know, like a lot of players do, they sign a two-year contract extension in the sort of January transfer window, only to leave then in the summer for a transfer fee. Obviously, he hasn't done that this time, and we've lost him on a free transfer when he was certainly worth a few million. Um, but from his point of view, you've got to imagine by leaving on a free transfer, that automatically stuck his wages up by quite a bit. I mean, Johnny, what do you think? Do you think by not signing that contract in January, 
he's managed to get himself 50 odd grand a week um, as opposed to maybe 30 grand a week if he'd have been bought for money. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. He's, I mean, the fact that he didn't sign a contract extension with us is, is completely, I mean, I'm afraid it is completely money related at the end of the day. As much as I like Ryan um, as a player, I mean, he's provided us as fans to watch this amazing pace on the, on the right that we haven't seen for quite a long time. It's been beautiful to watch. But he is, unfortunately, he's, he's thought about the money and what he can, you know, maybe stability for his family. I'm not too sure. But I have no doubt at all that he's actually gone for the route where he can get more money a week. And I have no doubt it's probably he's on about 55 or 60 for sure. Which is fair enough, you know. If you're a yeah. footballer and you have no particular emotional ties to a club, um, you know, we're all Fulham fans. We see this, we, we can't understand why someone wouldn't want to leave our club. But clearly he's not a Fulham fan. He loved playing for our club and I'm sure he has very fond memories that he will treasure with him throughout his career and afterwards. But if someone comes in with an offer, um, like West Ham did, you'd yeah. be sort of, I think, you know, churlish not to take it. Um, so, you know, well, good luck to him. I think, you know, he's a great player. He's still, um, uh, you know, what is he, 25 still, I think? He's 25, um, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's got a good few years ahead of him. I hope he stays injury-free for his sake. But I don't think, you know, any of the sort of Fulham fans should be wishing him ill for going to a club, yes, that we don't like, but someone who was willing to give him the money that he thought he deserved. Um, Johnny, you've got a point to make. Another thing I want to make sure us as fans that we don't do, I mean, I've already spoken to a couple of mates of mine and I've seen it on some forums. That I hope that we don't as fans, you know, get too angry with him about this. I mean, because you are, you know, to quote an amazing Batman film, you either, you know, you, you die, you either die a hero or you live yourself to see, you know, become the villain. And I, I think what Ryan's done is to leave at a time when he's come out on a high. Yes, he could have stayed with us, but I think it's good that he left when he did, if he had to. I'd rather have seen him leave at Wembley than when he got subbed off towards the end than him being brattish. Because I honestly believe that Ryan Fredericks was a potential bad apple waiting to happen. Just through a certain type of behaviour and the way he carried himself towards the latter stages of the season. But also, I just I hope we as fans and as a club, we don't become those sort of Leeds United sort of team when Ross McCormack came on for us the first time and start, you know, singing Greedy Bastard or anything like that. I hope we don't boo him. He's done amazing for us. And, you know, we should be. We should I, 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 don't, I don't think we'll ever become Leeds fans. No, I think no, it's no. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying we're a better class of people, but. No, we are. Well, we are. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I think from everyone at Fulham Focus, the team, I think, you know, we can say good luck, Ryan. Um, and I think it's time to move on to the, uh, the rest of our squad now because we still have a lot of players who haven't left as long as we ignore the, the low knees for a moment. You know, we'll, looking at our sort of our first 11 um, from, uh, from Wembley, we've got Betts, Ream, Adoy, Taggart, K-Mac, Kearney, Steph Joe, Seth, AK, and Mitro. There aren't many of them left <laughs> after, uh, after Fred's departure. Obviously, uh, Taggart's gone back. Uh, Mitro's technically gone back. Obviously, with the players that are left from that team, where, where do you see our strength lies? I mean, obviously, we're looking at Ream, but let's, let's start at the back. Do we give bets the go at number one starting next season, or do we bring in a more experienced premiership keeper, uh, Matt? Yeah, it's 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 funny, you know. This about half a season ago, I was saying 
I can't see anything between Button and Bettinelli. Um, Bettinelli has come into the team and has, you know, come on leaps and bounds. He's a much better player than he was at this point last season. I think the club, we might bring in someone. A Button's going to go, I think. I think it's safe to say he'll leave. Um, we might bring in someone to push Bettinelli, but I'm happy to give him, give him the gloves to see what he can do, to be honest, at this point. Um, yep. You know, his passion after after the game at Wembley was was incredible. You know, it meant everything to him, and it's going to mean everything to him to play in the Premier League for us as well. So stick with him for the time being. I think one of the big things that um, uh, the point was made a few weeks ago was obviously the, the bringing of the um, the Italian was he an Italian goalkeeping coach I think came in, and he made such a sort of a big impact on Bettinelli, and it was the reason they didn't sign another keeper was because they thought under this coach he could really improve him as a keeper. I don't know what he did for Button. I mean, you know, fair to say he didn't have the best first half of the season. But I think Bettinelli has come on leaps and bounds uh, over the last few months. And it's it'll be very hard to take that number one jersey away from him, given the amount of clean sheets that he kept in the end, in that second half of the season. I mean, Johnny, where did you stand in the Button-Bettinelli camp? And do you think but, uh, sorry, Bettinelli is um, a worthy number one? As Even though he's ex-Brentford, I liked Button. I liked him a lot. I think he seemed like a, a nice guy when he was interacting with fans before like pre-match and stuff. But every time he would touch a ball with his feet, I would have a heart attack like everyone else. So I think, <laughs> you know, I, I, th- I think it's a very obvious choice that Bettinelli should be number one. And I think Bettinelli not only is... You know, this is a guy who picked up a flair when we won at Wembley. And st- I mean, th- this is a guy who's been with us since he was 14 years old. He should, I mean, absolutely be number one. And he's he's also a huge prospect for the future England team, in my opinion. Not necessarily that he's going to get to that point, but he's been with the under, you know, the under youth squad of England. And I think he's definitely something we should keep a hold of. And Slav's made him such a better player with his feet. It's unbelievable. I think the plan should be we get in an experienced sweeper-keeper as a sort of mentor to him or someone to give him a bit of competition and Button should go. But not, you know, I don't say that with any bitterness because he's an all right bloke. Yeah, I think I think that is true. I think, and Button won't want to stay. He will know for a fact that he is not going to be getting that number one shirt, be it off uh, Bettinelli or be it off, you know, as you say, bringing in more experienced sweeper-keeper-esque, uh, sweeper-esque keeper. I don't know. Do, do we want a sweeper-keeper? I mean, one of those... Uh, what's the, the Man City guy? Who... Edison. Edison, yeah. I mean, he's obviously a great example of a sweeper-keeper doing it right. But there are a few out there who tend to do it um, and are basically heart-and-mouth type keepers. Um, so I think if we were to bring in sort of you know, a keeper in his early 30s who had sort of played at you know, the highest level of whatever league, um, preferably the Premiership, maybe something like Serie A, but I think he could, Bettinelli could learn a lot from someone like that, but it would be harsh to, it would be, it would be like when um, Mike Taylor helped get us promoted in uh, 2001, as soon as he got promoted, Edwin van der Sar comes in. Now, if you get van der Sar, the... then I'm all for Bettinelli being dropped. Edwin van der Sar, he probably still do a job, but, but you know, say, say, uh, would you bring else. in someone like if like Buffon was like available? Yeah. I mean, he's available on a free transfer. I mean, he, he won't come to us. Obviously, he'll go off. <laughs> 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 would, would you 
would you would you would you bring in someone like that who is clearly a fantastic keeper? I'm obviously using the sort of the, the best example I can think of. And give him a season for Bentley to sort of learn under, or do you just go, you know what? We'll bring up uh, Rodak or whatever the other Magnus Norman and put him on the bench, and we'll just sort of put our faith. I don't know, um, but I think we can't focus too much on one position because I think we've got a bunch of others to get through. Obviously, looking at the defence, Ream he has to start. He should have a statue after the season. Um, you know, who 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 do you see next to him? Do you see a signing Callus, or do you see a Doy, or do you see a another Johnny? There's been a lot of a lot of people think Callas isn't up to it, and there's something I think I'm just going with blind faith here, or just some sort of gut instinct that I, I like Callas a lot, and I know that we stuck with Adoy towards the end, and I think you know that was the right decision. But there is something about Callas. I love his passion. I love his. He's got good strength about him, and I, I'm I'm not too sure. I would like to keep Callas, but I don't know if we did buy him, we should necessarily give him a starting role. Which may sound stupid because you know it's he'll be probably quite a lot of money, but there are other players that could play alongside Reem. For instance, you could also, I mean, you could go for. A, I know we've been, you know, rumored with the Aiden Flints of the world and things like that, but I think yeah, we should be looking at another centre back, maybe a brand new one potentially. I think obviously, sort of, we're coming from um, from the championship with a fairly thin squad. Um, yeah, especially when yeah. you had five, five, five or six loan signings in there as well. I think we we need to sort of essentially sign not a whole new team, but we do need to sign enough players where we are comfortable given a couple of injuries within the squad. And yeah. I think centre-back is definitely one of those. And I think um, while Callas, I think he'd be a good signing. I think he had a, a he, he fell out of favour, obviously, after sort of like fairly average displays. And Adoy came in. Adoy did what he did and it was great and we got promoted. But I think we'd probably get him for maybe around five million. Now, in this whole sort of crazy money premiership era these days, you know, sort of five million is not actually that much. So I mean, Matt, would you take a punt and bring him in for five million and sort of say, look, you may not start every game, but you're certainly within a, uh, you know, you've got a sniff at the first team. It's tricky. I mean, I like Callis, but his his kind of main weakness for me is he's not tall enough. I know, I know Reem is the same. He's not the biggest, but, but Reem, you know, makes up for it with unbelievable footballing ability. So you know, Reem is, you know, on the season's performance on the Premier League, he's a top seven centre-back easily. So there's no discussion there. Callas, I think he's, I don't think he's good enough. Um, his, it's his height that lets him down. I think, you know, he's, he's strong, of course, but, I, I think we need to do better than him. Um, Adoy's come in and, you know, I suppose you could say outperformed him, but Adoy scares me to death. Um, he, he's <laughs> he's always likely to do something like he did at Wembley, um, even in the championship. And I, again, I don't, I don't want to sort of, you know, put our players down, but that right centre-back spot is a big, big weakness. And I think we need to do better than Callas or Adoy. I mean, you say he's short. I mean, he's six foot. I mean, I can't say anything. I'm five five, so I don't think he's short. Um, I mean, but I'm six foot, so I can. Big, he's quite a big but, guy. All right, mate. He's not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're, we're on radio here. Um, Sorry, and he's um, he's kind of, he's a he's a big guy, I and mean, yeah, he's not 
He's not six oh, foot he's four. Strong. He's, no he's strong, sure, but he he but, does get beaten in the air a lot. And yeah, and maybe we just maybe that's one, why we are signing him. Who... No, 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 Matt, you go on. You've got. Yeah, uh, so if, if we're playing with. With one defender who you know is is he he reams isn't the, the tallest, but he makes up for it with his ability. Like I just said, we can't have two. I think we need to have one who's you know at least six for two. And I think that's what we're lacking there. I'm you know, I'm sure Slav knows this. I'm sure there's sort of like you know sort of the scouts are out and the weird and wonderful countries where you buy um, crazily tall centre backs from. Uh, yeah, I think what we'll we'll see is definitely a signing of a centre back. Um, I guess we'll talk about sort of who we've been linked with um, shortly. But in terms of left back, who do you see taking that position? For the left back, I mean, there there, there are there are a few that I that I am that I've thought about for left back. Um, I mean, I, I think Odoi should, we should keep just purely because he's. I mean, if he wants to stay, that is. I mean, I've, I think a lot of us have fallen in love with Adoy ever since his first game against Newcastle, where he did that amazing back, you know, little flick. It was incredible. But I think the, the next thing that I would like to see is perhaps there is a bit of experience that we do need. And there is, I think, basically, first and foremost, what I'm trying to say is just get, get Matty Target. Whatever it takes, just, just get Matty Target back. But if we can't, I'm not too sure. There's Fuchs from Leicester, who has a lot of experience. He's a great left back. There's Cresswell from West Ham we could look at. We could take uh, Robertson on loan from Liverpool. And there's even, you know, the next, an ex-player we had called um, Mr. Husband from, well, he was from Middlesbrough at the time, but now he's at Norwich. There are just lots of left backs, but we certainly do need a new one because we can't rely on Seth every time a left back gets injured for him to fill in. So we would definitely... Yeah, we should absolutely fill that position as quickly as possible. But I would like Adoy to stay because we know that he can play in the left back position, and I would like it if he could squad rotate for us next season in some shape or form between centre back and left back, but preferably left back because he is tiny. Bless him. <laughs> yeah, no, I I agree with Adoy, and as much you know, I said just then that he terrifies me, and he does. But he's he's useful in that he can play. All across the back back four, honey. So that's that's kind of as good as having a backup in all of those positions. A player who can play there um, mm. is really useful to have. Uh, target, I agree. We we really 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 need to go all out for him. But I'm I question whether whether we can get him because you know Southampton are probably going to sell Bertrand, and I think they're going to really cling on to to Target. Um, mm. And that's you know losing him and Redricks would be you know. Um, in terms of players coming in, I, I like like your shout of Cresswell there because I think he's a he's a really good player and you know he's proven in the league, so he, he'll do a good yeah. job. Um, but yeah, there's there's a, a kind of a lack in that position, isn't there? So I think that might be why Target, if we do get him, would, would come at a premium. Um, I don't know what how, how much would would be too much, but um, you know I'd be happy. Anything around the ten million mark. I don't know. I don't know what you think about that, but but, but it's tricky at the moment because we're in a situation where I've been looking at players that I would like to sign, and I'm thinking, am I just coming from a point of view wanting to sell these players because we're Fulham and we've just we've got come promoted and we're looking for a good deal? So, for instance, you're looking at centre backs and you think you could sign 
you know, Hagazi from West Brom that just got relegated and he would fit perfectly on the on the right next to Reem in the centre back position. Highly rated, even though they got, you know, relegated. But, you know, great great points in fantasy prem this this season. <laughs> but what yeah, I'm yeah. saying is just that you it's know important, so. Yeah, but if you want to show real ambition for a centre back, you you know, you'd have to pay Middlesbrough about fifteen to twenty grand for uh sorry, twenty grand, as if uh twenty million. I'll take it. <laughs> like 20 million for someone like uh, uh, what's his name uh, Ben Gibson you know it, it's tricky and he's got um, someone like obviously we're not going to get him but someone like Dunk would be absolutely perfect for me um, yeah Dunk right we, 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 let, we, let go of him I don't think but um, that's the sort of signing I think he's going to really really take us to the next level um, but yeah like, like we said it's we need players. We need players in defence now. Because the amazing Even. link-up play between Target and Sessegnon was something just beautiful to see. And it's just... Because I wouldn't say Target was like... I mean, he wasn't like... Uh, he, was, he was not exactly the paciest player in the world, but he was clever. Very clever. And I mean, someone said earlier, I had a really good point of necessarily, if we replaced one of these full-backs, speed sometimes can be, you know, by extra brains. And uh, yeah. it'll just be interesting to see what we can do. I'm sure yeah, Slav's a, got a game plan of what we can do, but you know, it's it's interesting. True point. And the the Frederick the speed thing is, you know, we we spoke about Frederick's already, but you know, he's he's kind of one of those a, a sort of pace reducing injury away from just being an average player. I think you know, he, he's yeah, his speed really makes up for a lack of ability elsewhere. Obviously, a good player, but you know, he's not. The same, he hasn't got the same ability as Target. The target just doesn't have the pace, the same pace. But, um, but yeah, they're, they're, they were so good down the left, and I'd love to get them back. I mean, going back to the Aiden Flint rumors, would you necessarily would you say that Aiden Flint would be an improvement of Callas if we re signed him? Or it's tricky because I really don't like Flint. <laughs> um, it, that, that's largely down to sort of how he was winding up. Kamara before he got sent off earlier in the season. Um, oh, I remember that. Yeah, he was just—he was—he was putting his elbow in his face, <laughs> and you know, he was really going for it. He really wanted to get him sent off, and it worked. So maybe, maybe you know, maybe for that respect, we we need something like that. But he's just sort of—I don't know—I don't really like that, that kind of snide player. Um, if we signed him, you know, he's he's got he's got the height, um, and you know, he's he's good with the ball as well. I think good enough. Um, maybe maybe worth a punt. Um, I wouldn't complain if we got him, but um, I, I'd, I'd be looking at other ones, personally. Yeah. I mean, there's talk. I mean, a lot of people have also been discussing on forums and WhatsApp groups and the like if uh, Cyrus Christie is able to step up into place uh, Frederick's shoes. And I've, I've got a good feeling that he could. What do you think? I, the, my, my, the way I kind of look at it is, I don't like the thought of a right back who was second choice in the championship becoming our okay. first choice starter in the Premier League. And, you know, that that's sort of, it's not really fair because you're competing against Frederick, who was, you know, comfortably the best right back in the league, in my opinion. So, so he had that to compare with. Um, I haven't seen enough of him to, to be able to make a decision, to be honest. Uh, I've heard that he's, he's good and from his sort of cameo performances his assist against Bristol City was really really good and that, that sort of outside of the foot cross is something you, you never see from Frederick there's a different option but I, I still think we need to, to bring in someone to start 
ahead of him. Okay, uh, Johnny, what do you think of uh, of playing Christie then, uh, as or Christie being our starter? I've been really impressed with Christie. He's done some. Well, I mean, I was there at the game when he did that amazing cross to Mitrovic to score, you know, to score the first goal against Bristol. Um, he's had some really good. I mean, he's a he's got amazing pace, and I think in a way he's actually defensively a little bit more disciplined than Fredericks. I still think, though, like you said, we need someone in there just as cover or someone to go first, someone to keep him guessing of whether or not he can start or not. So there's competition, and so it'll bring the best out of him. I know we were looking at a uh, at a. Uh... John, I think you're talking about um, uh, where we got it. It's a uh, Gokhan Gonal, is the uh, yeah. the Basiktas right back. Um, That's right. Never heard of him. Uh, Thirty three. I can't imagine he offers too much pace and doesn't sound particularly much like a Slav, uh, Slav esque player. So maybe we'd be interested in bringing uh, bring him in as a bit of experience, or maybe it's just complete journalistic nonsense. I don't know. I mean, do, do do either of you, Matt, Johnny, do either of you actually know about him as as a player? Nothing at all. I know nothing. <laughs> Brilliant. Good. We're all on the same page. If you've got any Turkish football experts out there who know what this aging right back's like, um, let us know. Uh, that would be great. Um, and so obviously that may be an option. I kind of feel it won't be. It's, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a left field one um, for the right side of the field, um, if that is the case. So, yeah, I think Christie may get given the starting position just because it that seems like the reason he was brought in in the first place uh, as a sort of, you know, backup to Fred if he were to leave. I think, you know, there are other areas that they all sort of look to strengthen before they go to that position because I think we might start seeing Steven Sessegnon kind of getting pushed into the first team squad now. So I don't know. I mean, Matt, would you, would you think we're going to see Steven? Steven Sess? Yeah, I mean, he's, again, I've, I've not seen too much of him. Um, I've watched a few of the sort of England youth games. He looks a really good player to me, you know, and his, his brother is Brian Sessegnon, so he can't be that bad, can he? It does seem to fit. I mean, we've we've at least got a capable player at right back, so there are other areas to to put money into first, I would say. Um, and you know, if Slav thinks Steve Sess is good enough, then then that's good enough for me. I'd like to see him play some games. Yeah, I agree. I think it'd be good to start seeing him in there. I think we'll start seeing him in the League Cup games. Um, obviously, when we won't actually enter it till round two this time. And you know, you might see him on the bench. I think sort of, it's always good to sort of um, if you're going to start drafting in youth players, it's good to give them that experience of being in the first uh, 18 um, on a match day. So I think we'll probably start seeing that, which, which would be great. And I think having his, uh, having his brother there as well, I think it'll, it'll, be, you know, it'll always be a good sort of motivation and obviously be great for those family gatherings when you can say you're both in the first team now rather than just lucky old Ryan. <laughs> maybe not lucky. Maybe he's actually just very good. Uh, <laughs> uh, so... I think on sort of you know, I think we now sort of let's move into the sort of midfield area. Um, obviously, our centre three they've been sort of our our solid midfield trio for the last two seasons. It would be very hard, in my opinion, to get rid of any of them from the starting eleven. But I think a lot of people are saying they can see K Mac being too slow, Kenny being too one footed, and Steph Joe being not good enough. Now I think that's pretty harsh, um, Johnny. 
what 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 do you think? Do you think we should be starting those three, or do you think we're going to be seeing at least one uh, midfielder come in? I think we should be seeing two centre mids come in definitely. Whether or not they should straight away take over from uh, you know master players is another question entirely. I mean, there have been rumours of Jack Wilshere, which would be lovely. I'm sure we'll come on to that later. Um, but no, I, I think we should basically keep with what we've got, but definitely bring some new muscle in just to actually keep them guessing. And it's it's tricky because it's now heart over head or head over heart, whether or not we keep on to the players that got us promoted that have taken on this amazing journey. I mean, I love Kevin. You know, I love Stefan and I love, we all do. But can they actually cut it in this league? I'm not too sure. I, I believe that Tom maybe can, and but Kevin, yes, too slow. But his height is essential for us, especially as you know, cover um, in front of the in front of the back four or front back three, as it were. I think what a lot of people are saying is that yeah, you're saying he is he is slow, which is fair enough. But I think the the likelihood would be that they would just drop him slightly deeper. So rather than sort of playing up near the sort of uh, the halfway line, he might drop him down sort of, you know, in the sort of just in front of the back four. So he's always there covering, but, you know, still deep enough that he shouldn't be, if he does get sort of uh, outrun, there'll be a defender right there to sort of help him out. I think he's too important a player to have on the pitch as a sort of, as a leader as well, because I think we, sort of, we spoke about this, especially after the Birmingham game, um, that he is, uh, he is essentially the captain. TC yeah. is captain of the armband, but K-Mac is very much the, sort of the leader. He is the, the guy that you see um, pushing them forward at all costs. I mean, Matt, do you agree? Do you think we should be seeing two new midfielders, or do you think we should be sort of, um, at the very least, sticking with K-Mac and Kearney? Because I don't know about your views on Steph Joe, but a lot of people seem to be uh, taking him as the first one to get out of there. Yeah, I think that's I think that's crazy all the talk of Johansson not being good enough. I mean, the last, well, he was what, third top scorer this year? He was maybe maybe our top scorer last year, our, our, last season. I can't remember who it was, but he was right up there. Um, and he he's so important to where we play. You know, he's he's always the, the, the one pressing the goalkeeper or the defenders. And he's he gets back and he starts, he starts moves from our box. So he's, he, Covers every blade of grass for 90 minutes, and you know, I think we've got a bit spoiled, and we've got used to um, the way he plays. And maybe some people have forgotten, you know, just how how important he is. So, you know, I I think Stephen Hansen is every inch a Premier League player, and I hope that we he gets a chance to show that. Do you think he, um, for want of a better word, his shithousery at times in the <laughs> in the chat? Do you do you think that will not be seen as uh, you know it won't be taken as lightly in the Premier League referees probably you know that challenge against uh, who was it against it was against Derby and then there was another one I think it was against uh, Leeds, Leeds or something there was, yeah at least when he just took out the player it's it's all it's all quite funny I like it, it, it was funny. but then you know Premiership referees may just go hang on. No, and I don't know if it's a red card offence or not, but you know he's going to get into a lot of trouble. And he had twelve bookings, I think, over the course of the season. Um, he does. Which is a he lot. gets into scraps as well, no. doesn't he? Mm-hmm. He does. And then that's when you're coming up against players who have very, very delicate faces. 
it will. We could see him seeing a, uh, getting a couple of red cards next season, so we may need to get a backup just for the sake of suspension cover more than anything. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I'm not saying you know don't bring in it, bring anyone in, but you know I think he, I think he can, he can, he's got a good big role to play, and I think he he will play a big role for us. Um, you know that that kind of <laughs> niggliness where he he takes takes players down on the break. I like that. That you know, that's one of the reasons we've gone up this year is because we've we've learned to do things like that. Yeah. Um, and he does get booked for them, so it's not like you know he's not already getting booked. So I don't I don't see it as much of a problem. No, hopefully not. I mean, hopefully he'll. I think you know he'll probably have lessons in what he can get away with in this league and what he can't get away with. But you know, I mean, as a sort of creative, no, get away from his um, slightly indisciplined side, but sort of his creative strength when he's when he's playing to his full potential, he's a fantastic passer of the ball. And I think it would be, I think it's definitely something we'll need, you know, to compliment uh, Kearney um, as much as anyone else. So just, I think... just to say, mate, just to say also, if I may, um, may. it's what's, what we've got to be careful of when replacing these players or if we bring in substitute, you know, squad rotation, is that each, each of these three contribute something that a perfect centre midfield. You have Kevin McDonald for his defensive um, abilities and his brain of not of knowing what to do and when. You've got Kearney, who is the creative, and you've got Johansson, who is the intensity and the aggression and just getting his legs stuck in there. So if we were to replace them, we need to make sure they're light for light. And like you said before, we've got two captains in that three. It's very important that if we started a brand new, you know, two out of three people at the start of the season, it could really damage the spine. And I just hope that, you know, just to make that point that we should not be too hasty of what we do there. I think replacing any part of it is going to be hard. But when you've got a sort of midfield three that have such cohesion, um, you are sort of, you are going to be sort of hard pressed to find three players who will play together in the same way as those three do. I mean, you might be able to go out there and buy a better player, technically. You could spend, you know, 10, 15 million on someone and bring them in. But will they make us a better team? Or do we take the team that we have, the players that we have available, so those three for starters, and go, you know what? You got us here. We know for a fact that you play beautifully together. And go and do it again. It's going to be harder, but we believe that you can do it. Matt, I mean, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, it, it's a huge, huge risk, you know, tearing apart that, that momentum and that team spirit that's got us here in the first place. Um, you know, because that, that's half the battle, I think. Just look at, you know, you can look at Brighton this season as an example. Their, their team, I don't think, is anywhere near good enough, but they maintained that kind of cohesion that got them promoted in the first place and in the end they stayed up relatively comfortably um you know we, we, we there was talk of uh, johnny mentioned earlier jack wilshire who yeah he's a technically excellent player and i presume if we got him that he'd come in for kevin mcdonald but then we lose that defensibility you know mcdonald drops into the back three when the wing backs bomb forward we would lose that and we would we'd lose the way the midfield works so so yeah, it's a real kind of the fine margins, and I feel like we we need to kind of err on the side of caution and not just now we've got the the money from promotion, 
spend it all on improving the players without thinking about you know the, the whole unit i think i think as well i think <clears throat> whilst we may be saying this you know the backroom staff everyone from slav to tony khan to ali mack they're all going to have a fairly solid idea of what they need to improve and what they if you know if they do improve if they're going to bring them straight in this you know we can talk about this this is just uh, you know from our point of view, it's just pure hearsay really um I think when you look at someone like Wilshire and, you know, if he's linked and if he does come to us, I think personally, he's a great player and it would be kind of similar to when we bought Scott Parker in, I think that he's, um, he's done it. He's, you know, seen it, you know, he's played in the big games, which we don't really have a player like that um, in our team at the moment. And I think if we were to bring him in, I think he'd be more likely to replace Steph Joe. Um, He's not the midfield general that K-Mac is. But he's certainly got sort of creativity about him as well. He's a bit, he's not quite as a attacking, I would say, as Steph Joe. But I think as a player, I think he would probably come into his position. But he would offer, obviously offer a lot of experience and know-how that maybe the rest of the team could do with. You know, even if he doesn't start every game, which I imagine if we did sign him, he'd be up fairly big money, so probably would. But, I mean, Johnny, do you think Wilshire would be a good signing? It all depends. A lot of people have analysed his performance of what he did at Bournemouth. Uh, and, you know, but he was just coming out of an injury as usual. I mean, he is incredibly injury prone. But the way he plays would go in his prime. He would be beautiful with our squad, no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, how old is he now? He's what, 28? Yeah. I think so. I think he's um, which is a good age. You know, we sort of like, you know, that's not a... That's for a midfielder. That's a fairly sort of decent age, and I mean, I'm personally, I would welcome him, you know, you know, with open arms if he sort of said he wanted to come. But again, it would be more for squad depth than going. Yeah, you know, he's going to sort of take us up into the top ten of the Premier League. So, I mean, Matt, your opinion? Yeah, did, are we now looking? You know, we're, we're a promoted team. Are we now sort of looking shopping in that talented, but you know, has potential? big problem kind of player you know we, we know about Wilshire's injuries and we, we can question his kind of his mindset as well sometimes um, some of the decisions he's made when he was younger um, his attitude towards the game perhaps wasn't as good as it should have been and you might have you know become a better player because of it are we is that kind of where we are now because there's talk of uh, Shakiri as well who similarly on his day can can win games on his own but you know, he's got that block in his head that means he hasn't become a top player that his ability says. And I, I'd worry about bringing in too many of that type of player. I think, I mean, personally, I would stay away from Shakiri. Um, I think he's an incredibly sort of talented, um, very skillful player. But, you know, he's just gone down with Stoke and he's not a fighter. There are times in this season where we may, may need a fighter. I think he's one of those players that could excel in some of the top leagues in Europe. Um, but I think. You know, he couldn't do it on a cold night in Stoke, which unfortunately for Stoke <laughs> was kind of what they, what they needed, really. Yeah, I think we should be looking at players that we know aren't scared of a battle as much as they are wanting to play good football. Because, you know, whereas people were sort of criticising the fact we didn't have a plan B for the first half last season, we're going to need a plan B this season. We're going to need plan C, D and E as well. Um, because the football... Uh, the quality of football in this league is exponentially better 
than it was in the championship. And we will find out very quickly that if you sort of, um, if you don't have the right players, doesn't matter how much of the sort of um, pretty football we play, we will get punished. So I think having someone like sort of Shakiri, whilst maybe sort of fun to watch at certain times, a Wilshire would be much better suited for our position within the league. Hello, John, do you disagree? Do you agree? I mean, I think absolutely. I think, you're, like you said, we're going to need a plan B, C, D and E and all that. And I think also with signing players like Shakiri, it's just, it, it stinks of sort of Berbatov a bit if he came to us. Do you know what I mean? I think <laughs> yeah. that we need so a Berbatov sort of player. Don't knock Berbatov. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. But, the, the, but that sort of attitude that he'd come with a little bit, I'm not too sure. But if I was to sign a, cent, um, a midfielder from Stoke, I would potentially look at Allen, for instance, who is a fighter and scored lots of goals for Stoke, even when they were, you know, bloody rubbish. So I think, absolutely. And I think when it comes to Jack Wilshire as well, it will give us, it's also, a bit, it's a bit of a marquee signing for us if it did happen, because it would be like, oh, hello, we're back and look who we've got with us. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a nice, it, it would show that we're not messing around for sure. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think, you know, if you're going to go to the sort of the relegated teams to buy their their sort of you know the top quality players, without sounding horribly Brexity, I get the English players. Yeah, <laughs> so, because you know, <laughs> oh, damn. They, they know I know. <laughs> um, next week's co-host is Nigel Farage, uh, by the way. Um, <laughs> um, but I think you know you you need players who know the Premier League, who care about the Premier League. A lot of these players who came over, you know, sort of like they obviously came over because um, they wanted to play in the Premier League, but they also knew the money was good. Um, whether they're that bothered about playing in it uh, long term is, you know, it's hard to say. So I would, go, I would definitely go for a Joe Allen um, because I think, he's, I think he's a great player. You know, he's not sort of always been looked upon as a sort of, you know, uh, a fantastic midfielder, but I think he would be a good, again, a good squad player. And I don't think he would ruffle too many feathers if he came in. Whereas I think someone like Shakiri would basically come in, say, right, everyone look at me, look what I can do. And mm. then it's a lot of people off. Um, Matt, any thoughts on um, any of the relegated players that you would sort of bring in? I don't know. Um, so I don't know, you, you, you kind of countered the Shakiri point. I'm not, I wasn't suggesting that we, we sign him, by the way. You countered that kind of argument with let's go with a kind of a, a work hard kind of, you know, player who's going to get stuck in on the cold winter days. Um, you know, that that's that's one way of looking at it. But then you could say, you know, a lot of the players that have helped us get up weren't, aren't necessarily uh, <laughs> known stars in the league. We've got a manager who he, he, he did get promoted once but um you know there was a lot of fans who were questioning it even at the time um that he doesn't know the league and you know Wolves went up with a bunch of Portuguese players and a Portuguese manager so I don't I don't know if we should necessarily just be looking at that British player personally. I think um we just mentioned I think someone like him would be a great sign I think he'd compliment Ream really well um, we've kind of moved on to on rumours now, um, which yeah, just yeah. basically sort of assume that we're going to play Cesar left wing and Mitro up front once we sign him for however much Newcastle demand that we pay to prize him away from St. James's Park. Um, and obviously we'll look at the sort of the, the right wing because I think that's a kind of a key area where we are sort of going to be looking to strengthen 
um, in the next couple of months. But yeah, when you sort of look at the relegated players, I think I've been seen as linked with Martin Phillips as well from West Brom, who's a player I don't really know a lot about, but he seems to garner quite a bit of respect from players. Uh, so someone like Johnny Evans, West Brom, you know, they, they were awful to watch as a footballing team, but they weren't, they didn't sort of ship a lot of goals. But who's to say, you know, this, the transfer window is a weird and wonderful time. Um, you know, sort of one minute you could be linked with someone, the next minute you go completely the other end of the scale. And I think as a team who uh, gathered sort of, you know, a lot of plaudits over the last, you know, six months of the season, um, or however long it was, yeah, five, six months of the season, I think we could be looking at getting some decent sort of um, decent players in if we were to look at them. I don't think we get a lot of people sort of turning their noses up at us because they know what kind of football we were playing. So, I want, you know, don't be surprised if we bring in a couple of marquee signings um, just because we are a good side. We're in, no, let's not be around the bush, we're in a nice part of London. A lot of players want to sort of come to London, especially from overseas. And, you know, sort of like that has brought in, you know, its fair share of players in the past. So, yeah, I think if we were sort of in need of a big name player, um, and the Khans were willing for us to go out and sort of pay the money for them, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. I just don't know who that particular player is at the moment because obviously we're gonna, if we are going to get Mitro, we are going to spend a decent amount of money on him. Um, and I'm not sure what sort of first uh, uh, budget slab's been given for this window. I don't know. Is it, you know, Matt, have you heard anything about potential budgets or just here? Uh, no, I've not heard any, any figures for, you know, overall budget at all. Uh, it's... I mean, it's just kind of. I think um, we'll 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 buy the right player if if the right player does come along. Um, he's obviously had his hands tied a lot yeah. with financial fair play, but he's he remains one of the richest owners. He was the richest owner in the Championship. He's certainly going to be one of the richest owners in the Premier League. Um, you know, he he's shown for me he's shown enough that he's committed to the club's future. And yeah, I, I agree with you. I think there might be a, a surprise or two. Um, uh, in terms of signings, um, I think you know Mitro. We've got to bring him in, whatever he costs. I think anything up to twenty-five million, I'd be delighted to pay. And you know, we're just talking about West Brom, but um, is is Jay Rodriguez an option? I mean, he could do a job, couldn't he? Hmm. I think. I think again, you'd be looking for maybe squad player. I wouldn't. I wouldn't with him. I mean, he's kind of he's he's decent, but he's not. You know. Lone striker in the Premier League, decent, I don't think. And I think I don't know how many goals he scored last season, but obviously wasn't that many. Uh, so, you know, I think again, if you're going to bolster the squad, you would look at someone like that. As long as you've got your, um, you know, your Grade A player um, in first, I think. Obviously, let's let's get on to it because obviously we're running out of time a little bit at the moment. But let's look at that right wing spot because obviously. AK was filling it in the last couple of games, did a great job, very keen. Don't think he's quite ready for the Premier League um, as a starter. Um, I think uh, obviously there was Piazon, Ojo, uh, Cabano, Aite. I don't think any of those will be starting in that position come August the 13th, whatever day we're starting. Johnny, who do you think um, would be right for that spot? From our squad or from outside of the squad? I'd certainly like Kamara to be given a chance just because of how, you know, unpredictably brilliant he was, you know, towards the end of the last season. But um, I know that Antonio 
has been linked with us from West Ham. And he's a Wandsworth boy through and through, so he's not too far from us. Someone like him could do the business. I think there's Tadic from Southampton, who's a fellow Serb as well, who would possibly, you know, complete even more of the Serbian puzzle in our squad. Matt Ritchie from Newcastle. There are a lot of people that we could go for that we could easily get that could do it. But I wouldn't I wouldn't take Kamara out of the running. I think Kamara has some part to play for us in this league in some way, definitely. I think I I agree. I think he does have some part to play, but I think we saw in his his play was very, very rough diamond. Mm. And it's it's gonna take a lot more polishing before he is ready to take on some of the premiership fullbacks. I think, you know, you look at a Matt Rich or a Tadic or uh, what was the other one you mentioned? Antonio. Um, Antonio, and, yeah. Um, you know, they're not amazing players, but they are good players. And again, they have played in the Premier League. Exactly. And so I think getting in someone like that would be great. Um, but also, you know, sort of giving AK time to, um, you know, sort of shore up his uh, skills. I mean, he's, he's only 22 um, and he's obviously very keen. And so I think you, you've got to give him that opportunity to develop himself at Fulham. And hopefully, you know, as long as he, you know, keeps his attitude and doesn't get, um, you know, doesn't get uh, put off by the fact he's not starting every game again. I think, you know, we could see a really, really good player. I mean, Matt, are you, a, are you an AK fan? Yeah, I really like AK. Um, I'd like to see him stay for sure. Uh, I think he will. Um He's that you know he's that unpredictable option from, from the bench uh, or or even starting uh, like he you know the last two two games of the season um, against Sunderland he completely changed the game when he came on and in both against Derby and in the final against Villa he he went on runs from you know our own half pretty much our own box nearly um, to to take everyone out of the game and and did both occasions with them going to ground a bit easily but. We'll ignore that. It's his, his sort of his pace that you know really, really uh, frightens people. Is that you know the, the the talk of we don't sign anyone over twenty eight? Was that true or was that just a kind of? Yeah, I think under the, um, the Craig Klein model, I think they weren't considering any players over twenty eight. Um, yeah. Obviously, now that he's um, in a, you know, he's in a hole somewhere, never to be heard of again. Um, I think, you know, sort of we will will be open to yeah. um, experienced players. Let's put them. Yeah, because um, Tadic, I like him as a player, but he's again, he he wouldn't fit. He, he's over twenty eight, so so if that was a consideration, then he he wouldn't get in there. But um, I think you know, the... one thing as well was the fact that because we we're in the championship, we were having to buy players that we could potentially sell for yeah. a profit now if you sign anyone over 28 you won't make a profit as simple yeah. as that i mean it, it makes sense I'm, I'm happy with that um policy i was just wondering if it was ever you know proven to be that was the way we operated ask um, ask tony on twitter he's been very vocal recently isn't he yes yeah because i think a lot of people sort of you know a couple of the the fulham youths um, was sort of like questioning his uh, his judgment. And it's like, come on, guys, <laughs> yeah, just give the guy a break. But yeah, he was uh, he was more willing to sort of stand up for himself, which is great. You know, you don't want to. I don't want to see him getting sort of uh, pissed off quietly. I want him to sort of be vocal about you know how he thinks. You know, this <laughs> guy questioning him on Twitter from behind his keyboard is a little shit. Um, yeah, which is and 
you know, I think uh, it's good to have an owner like that. It's good to have someone who is visible. I mean, obviously, he's not the owner, but whatever role he's got within the club is obviously very close to the footballing side. And it shows that he's interested, you know, and a lot of these owners come in from overseas and they do it because they want to own a Premier League football team, even if they're not starting in the Premier League. They want to, you know, because they did, but they just sort of like, you know, put it there and they would get, put someone else in charge that has, you know, gives them sort of updates every month to how their business interest is going. Now, having the cons, it seems slightly more personal, which is great. Um, you know, people sort of saying, but why are sort of looking at the season ticket price that came out yesterday? People are like, well, Khan's a billionaire. Why does he need to put the price up so high? He's a businessman and he's a billionaire yeah. for a reason. And this, you know, he's not going to be there sort of handing out one pound season tickets to everyone because he can. You know, this is a uh, business interest of his, much like buying Wembley potentially is as well. Um and he needs to make the best of it because he's just spent the last, uh, whatever it was, four, was it three or four seasons we did the championship? I've lost track. Last well, four. No, this is our fourth. It was four, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and he's just done four years of extreme loss making. Now, a football team will rarely make money. Um, there is a, there's a saying in the film industry, which I'm, uh, let's call it lucky enough to work in. How do you make a, uh, how do you make a small fortune? You start with a large fortune and being a football owner is a bit like that. I think, you know, there is, everyone wants to make a lot of money and these owners, they come in and they're generally very, very wealthy and they expect to sort of see a return on their investment. Uh, Maybe not immediately, but over a course of time, Khan has come in and he is doing the same thing. But with Tony Khan, you have that kind of that connection, which makes it seem as if the guy cares. And I'd like to think that he does. So I think they need to sort of, you know, they need to be backed as owners. We can't, we were not ending up with another sort of Ellis short situation or hopefully not another Abramovich situation where you can't get in the country. Uh, so no, this is, I think, um, uh, yeah, I think uh, there's a bit of a ramble, but I think these sort of these owners need to be, uh, well, Shahi Khan needs to be backed. And I think having Tony, as his kind of um, his face within the club, I think that's a that's a great thing. I mean, Matt, do you have any feelings on that, or if I just rambled on on a complete shaggy dog story? Um, <laughs> a bit, yeah, but yeah, I I agree. That's why we have it. Um, but yeah, I think you know, I think the point was the sort of uh, I think I had a point. Um, but the sort of the key sort of investment will be clever. It's not going to be, they're not going to be tight for the sake of being tight because they're going to see the 170 million or whatever it is come in. Like, hey, we're just saving a lot of money now. This is great. Um, they will invest because they, I think, looking at it, they want to build us up as a club. You know, it's not quite the sort of the Al Fired. Uh, we're going to be the Manchester United of the South. They're a little bit more uh, level headed than he was. And I think they will give us the foundations to build a solid club. We're not going to have a spectacular start. But, you know, who knows what could happen in the next two, three, four, five seasons if we sort of, if we're sensible about it and if we sort of invest correctly. And I think, you know, getting this transfer window right is going to be extremely key to that. I mean, Johnny, who, if you were to pick a signing, any signing aside from Mitro or, uh, as we were just mentioning, the right wingers, who would you think um, would be that kind of signing? A sensible, but, you know, a real asset to the team. I'd have to say, if 
would Matt would Matty Target count, or is that not counting because he's already played for us? Do you think? Uh, be be more interesting. Be more interesting. All right. God damn it. Uh, uh, yeah. I think we all want Matty Target back because he. Has uh, I tell you what. I tell you what. If I was to make it, if I was to make a signing that would show our ambition and also to show. We mean, I mean, it would be probably someone like uh, Milivojevic from uh, Crystal Palace, and I'm not just saying that because he's a Serbian as well. But it's just that, that sort of a signing that you would not expect Fulham to make, a signing that would you'd expect a top six team, you know, side to make. I mean, the fact that we're in for this guy called Madison, I know necessarily he won't. The fact that we're in for him, along with other top teams at the moment, shows that we are, you know, we're not messing around here. Do, do you think we are actually in for him? I know Sky Sources, whoever they are, because there seems to be plenty of them, um, say mm. that we're sort of that we're interested in him. But do you think that is again? I hate to use the term, but it seems to come up quite a lot. Lazy journalism. We came up for the championship. They didn't. We play attacking football, which uh, he's he's a great sort of proponent of playing, and he's young. But really, I I think he would be a great signing if we had a spare twenty twenty five million in the budget. Um, mm-hmm. Which it would take to sort of bring him in without really thinking. Of it. But as I said, you know, our investments are going to be sensible. They're not going to be splashing the cash here, there, and everywhere. And I think, although he's a cracking player, I think it's the wrong time for us to sign him. I think maybe if it was, if we'd established ourselves in the Premiership for a couple of years, then yeah, definitely. But coming up, he's again that player. It's a bit like sort of a completely different player, but similar to the Aiden Flint situation, where mm-hmm. they make good players but we need that premiership experience and neither of them carry that. And I think, you know, it would be great to have another wonder kid on our, in our squad, but would it really add uh, enough for us to survive a year in the premiership? To be honest, I just love, I'd love to see Musa Dembele back. <laughs> oh God, that'd be amazing. But, uh, yeah, let's get him. Number yeah, one. yeah, that's, that's not yeah. sensible anymore. Let's just get him in. He'll be brilliant. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's all I want. That's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're signing Mustard Ballet. That's it, yeah. The original best. The, the prodigal son returns, yeah. To be fair, considering it's sort of like a Musa Jr. seems to be stuck up in Scotland now, I think we might sort of uh, try and put a bid in for him again. No, uh, not bad, yeah. What about you, Matt? Have you got any, have you had time to think about which dream signing you would welcome to our club? <laughs> I think dream signing within the realms of possibility. Um, I'd love to see us go for Adama Traore. He's one of the, the few players that we've played against this season who I thought, I, I wish he was in our team. Um, and that's, you know, that's for me, is a sign of a brilliant player. He's, he's young. He's ready-made to just slot into our weakest spot in, in the team. Uh, I'd absolutely love that. Um, aside from him, uh, probably a bit more unrealistic, Lewis Dunk. Is that unrealistic? I mean, I know we were interested in him in the past. but I think he costs you know. a lot of money now. Yeah, very possibly. Uh, possibly tempt him with with the London thing, but um, I think another he, he would be perfect. I think. I think another one from the sort of you know that sort of um, decent young. Um, well, he's not even that young anymore. Decent defender. I think uh, there were some mentions. I think it might have been people saying who we wanted was um, Alfie Mawson from Swansea, uh, but I think he might be off to one of the sort of uh, the top teams as well now. Uh, but he's you know, another sort of defender who would be, you know, one of the relegated teams. Um, I think, you know, he could be quite a good one. But, yeah, I mean, if we do get Mitro, I think we won't see another sort of marquee striker come in. 
But I think, you know, a couple of names on the team sheet that we go, okay, you know, we mean business um, would be great to have. Not even, you know, they said before they could add something to the team, but, you know, it'll add to the sort of um, the, the psychological effect of having them within the squad. So what else have we got to talk about? Because there are a couple of rumours that have been flying around again, aside from the ones we've discussed, but Patrick Roberts, I mean, Johnny, what do you think about him? I think um, we should stay clear, to be honest. I think he's... Uh, I've got no bad blood towards Patrick Roberts. I don't even know him. But from what from what the history that we've had with him and stuff like that, I think it's wrapped up. He's going to go to Leicester. And I think... If we did sign him, it would just seem a bit backwards and out of place for what we are and what where we're at right now. I'm, I'm not convinced that he's ready for Premiership, uh, you know, Premiership level. No, I th- I think one of the issues that he had when he was with us. I mean, talented as the day is long, but he is. There is nothing to him. You know, a strong wind, and he sort of you know he goes over. And I think, you know, he went up to Man City. Everyone thought he would develop into this, you know, the next, into the next Ryan Sessegnon. But, you know, sort of, he, uh, <laughs> he's gone up, he's gone up to Celtic. He's done a couple, it's their first season. He seemed to set the sort of, I, I'm not quite sure if you can set the Scottish League alike. But uh, second season, he didn't quite seem to have the same effect. I don't know if he did not. I mean, I don't exactly follow Scottish football, but I didn't see his name popping up as much. Um, so I think a move to Leicester will kind of make or break um, this part of his career. I don't think, personally, I don't think we should take him. I mean, Matt, do you, would you want to see him in a Fulham show again or do you really not that bothered? Mm, yeah, no, I, you know, let him get on with it. I think give him a call and say you should have done, done it the way Seth did it. Uh, and then, you know, leave him to it after that. Um, I guess, I I guess the difference between Seth was that he never played, whereas, you know, Kit Simon's never played him. He I was mean, on the bench. Well, I've never got, played. You know, make make it so you, you have to get picked, you know? Sessegnon <laughs> got played because he was the best in that position and Patrick Roberts wasn't. So I think, I think that's kind of the difference there. Yeah, fair enough. So what else do we have? We had, I guess, I mean, one of the things we haven't discussed is um, who's gone from our team. I mean, I've got a list here. Uh, obviously, Fred's there um, out now. Uh, but not be gone. George Williams, everyone's favourite player who doesn't seem to ever, because personally, I didn't think he was that good. Uh, that's 36 now, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> 28 loan spells. Um, and yeah, I've, I don't know. Do, do either of you know much about him or... I think he'll probably be a League One player. Yeah, he, he didn't sit St Johnston alight. I think um, I think we can safely say that he's not going to be sitting in the Premiership uh, alight no. either. Um, I've got. Um, I think I meant to write down Cabano, but my uh, computer auto-corrected it to kebab. Do we? <laughs> do we see? No. Sort of That's fair a, enough. A mistake. It sounds like a mistake. Um, Joe Kinnear might have made in his heyday. But do we think Cabano will be with us? next season and I guess the same goes for Aito unfortunately I don't think they will um, I think I think Cabano I mean it's it's quite clear Slava had a problem with Cabano towards you know throughout the season here and there um, I think Cabano would be good for us but I can't see him staying and Aite I can't really say see staying either to be honest yeah I think you know they're, they're decent players on their day 
I don't think we saw enough of it to for them to warrant um, mm. starting in the Premiership again. Might be squad players if they're happy to warm the bench, um, but you know I wouldn't be surprised to see them going off to France or somewhere like that. <laughs> and finally, on on my list, um, Corley Woodrow. I mean, Paul no. Corley. Uh, he he scored. Uh, our I guess it was our penultimate goal, wasn't it, in the Premier League last time against uh, when we uh, drew to Crystal Palace. I I don't think we're going to be seeing him in a Fulham show again. I think he he tried hard. He just wasn't very good a lot of the time. Um, Matt, do you, do you think there's any hope for Paul Corley or do you think he's going off to um, League One Championship finals? Yeah, I mean, is he, is he even a Championship level player? I'd, I'd question that. Uh, it was weird, I didn't, wasn't it last season or the season before we, we gave him a new contract, which I found I thought was quite strange. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's going to leave, isn't he? Um, I think what did we get two goals, Bristol City this year? Uh, a couple for Burton the year before. It is, he's, he's, he's not good enough, is he? Uh, he? I like him. He doesn't have enough. Yeah, he's uh, no, he's definitely one for the uh, for the uh, for the exit. Um, another one I haven't written down, but I kind of I was thinking about was um, Stephen Humphreys. Now this guy, he did wonders for our youth team. Brought him into the first team for a couple of games. Didn't really put himself you know about too much and then kind of disappeared and then ended up at loan on loan at Rochdale last season I mean mm. Johnny what do you think about him I mean it's I don't know if it was an attitude issue that saw him sort of like you know sent out or if it was injuries or if he just didn't look good enough I mean do you have any thoughts on him I've liked Humphreys from for quite a while um Slava brought him on for um in a game last season for the last I think 10 minutes and from what I saw he was pretty electric I mean he was he looked good and really up for it and I think I think what will happen with Humphreys is he will have another season left on loan to prove himself and if nothing spectacular happens I sadly I think he will go which is a shame I just don't think he's the type of player that Slav wants but that's not to say that he isn't good enough or a good striker we haven't seen enough but he's he's scored some really important goals for for Roch, i think it was rochdale was it rochdale that yeah, it was, yeah. yeah he scored some really important goals for them i like I, li- I like the look of him i think he's the sort of it'd be I'd, I'd love for him to do well but i think he's he's got another year left to to prove a lot of people wrong yeah no i'd agree with that i think you know i don't know if his contract was coming to an end uh the season but if he has, he does have another year then i think yeah i think they'll give him that um, mm. definitely out on loan but uh, I wouldn't be expecting him to see um, him get any game time for us next season but you know if he has another good loan spell if he goes to a championship side and you know sort of bangs a few in then I wouldn't be surprised to see him um, in you know in the future but I haven't really sort of held out too much hope in recent times uh, just because he wasn't starting for Rochdale and you kind of think if a player goes on loan to a bottom sort of bottom of the league or you know, bottom-ish of the league uh, in League One, you expect it to be starting week in, week out. But obviously it wasn't, so I was kind of like, mm, okay. But sort of uh, on that note, I mean, I guess, you know, so we've been going for quite a while now, sort of, uh, and, you know, there will be a lot of uh, activity over the summer. You know, where players will come, um, a few may go, who knows what happens. Matt, have you got any sort of final points that you want to wrap up with? I Only that, I think... The squad as it is, I think we we're going up a stronger team than we were we were when we got relegated four years ago. Um, 
so from that point of view, I think we started from a good point. And, you know, with a few additions, um, I think we should stay out comfortably. Uh, and Johnny? I think we should all remember that less than a fortnight ago was probably one of the greatest days of all our lives. We've lost a very important player today, but he is replaceable. And if he had stayed and be- became the highest paid player on the pitch, it wouldn't make sense or be fair to the others. I think we should be enjoying this time and I have complete faith that we will uh, get the players that we need. And I think a lot of uh, a lot of interest will come from performances from the World Cup as well. So there's exciting times ahead and I know that we'll stay up next season for sure. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's a very good point. I think, you know, I think the next sort of few weeks, I think we should just, you know, sit back. You know, it was a hectic end of the season for mm. all Fulham fans. I think we should now sit back, enjoy the World Cup because... Yes, England may not be in the the best of their uh, situations, but you know, even as an adult, the four weeks of football coming up is just you know. When else would you watch sort of Tunisia versus Saudi Arabia or whatever Tunisia Panama in our group or Russia Saudi Arabia and actually enjoy it? It's like the Olympics when you watch equestrian, but you're not quite sure why. And I think you know we just need to relax. The club have got it in hand. You know they're not going to let us not sign anyone they will find the right players they won't let anyone go unless it's for the right amount of money we didn't even touch on Cesc tonight because well let's face it if he goes it's going to be for a lot of money and we'll probably have him at the club next season anyway but I think oh he's not going anywhere (laughs) he's not going (laughs) let's not even think about that um I think we've got a very exciting um couple of months ahead I think when the season starts again on August 13th I think it's going to be a slightly different squad, um, but I think we'll still have the drive from the end of the season. We'll still have that sort of team unity there. And personally, I can't wait. Once I've sold a kidney to afford a, afford a season ticket, um, you know, I will. I'm going to be there. It's, it's going to be great. But guys, I'll say thanks very much for joining me, Matt. Good to have you Cheers, again. Man. Johnny, great debut. Uh, Thank you very much, you know, sir. Cheers. You, you, you're not going to be dropped straight away. You've, uh, you've earned your place. <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> thank you very much uh, yeah and um, uh, I'm not quite sure if we're going to be back in the next couple of weeks I think we we're looking to do a quiz at some point but if not we will be back in a few weeks time um, with a new uh, new podcast a uh, few new features and uh, hopefully a few new players to talk about so thanks from, thanks from uh, Hopeful and Focus team keep an eye on Twitter for more Q&As with Danny Boy and various bits and pieces that we put up So enjoy, have a great summer, enjoy the World Cup and we'll see you again soon.